Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me with me, Michelle Martin. We're talking to somebody today who was initially very camera shy, but thankfully got over that and started his YouTube channel. And now he reaches, he's going to tell me how many, but he reaches a significant amount of Singaporeans, many of them very young. And he talks about everything from how to invest to how to get out of debt and how to pick up the best possible credit card. I am very happy to talk to today. Seth Wee, are you still camera shy? Uh, still a little bit, still a bit hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get over that to do that first video? Was it a you know, cringe moment for you watching that the first time? Yeah, I think the first few times is always a bit uh, awkward to see yourself on camera. I, I, I guess I got over that and yeah, still trying to get over that. And you love to look that. at yourself <laughs> on camera? Yeah, now a lot more comfortable. I think once you <laughs> do something, you know, long enough, yeah, you, you get That's over great. all the... You just yeah. have to do it, right? So uh, what prompted yeah. you to start your own YouTube channel about personal finance? Well, I actually started with a blog first, right? Because a blog, you don't have to show your face and all. But I realized that a lot of the growth was coming from the YouTube space. Right? There were a lot of YouTubers that were getting traction in their channels. And I thought, okay, if I want to compete with them, I have to start my own channel. 8,000 subscribers currently. How old were you when you first started your channel, Sethify? Oh, quite old, actually. I think I was 33 <laughs> that okay. was about two years ago, yeah. Okay. So um, has what you've been doing changed in your life? What were you doing when you, when you started the channel and what are you doing now? Oh, yes, yeah, changed dramatically, I think, because uh, two years back, I was a tutor, full-time tutor, and I decided to start my channel. Over the course of the channel, actually, my boss, my current boss found one of my videos. He offered me a job and yeah, now I'm employed yeah, with a full-time job. And your current boss is none other than... Yeah. The man behind Provident, right? Correct, correct. Christopher Tan, the mega influencer. <laughs> who we speak with here on Money FM as well. Uh, we love Chris yeah. and his work. And so he talent spotted you because of one of your uh, videos? Yeah, he saw one of my videos and he thought I was an uh, interesting person. So he offered <laughs> me a job and I took it. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, let's get to the money question. We're here on Money FM. This show is all about making money work harder for everybody. What's in your portfolio? Oh, I actually made a video on this, but uh, yeah, I'll just <laughs> review it here as We're well. making another I, one mostly, here. You got to tell me now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, mostly in indices and passively managed funds. So like S&P 500, uh, QQQ, also some uh, significant amount in robo-advisor portfolios. Yeah, I, I don't believe in actively managed funds. So yeah, the bulk of my investments are in passive funds like that. Have you been invested in the S&P 500 for a while? At this point, I think at least three years. Two, three years? In 2020, yeah. I think before the pandemic till now. So, yeah, more than three years, actually. Okay. So, in terms of the indices, is that the only indices that you, you're invested in? QQQ is another, but I, I guess it's quite similar to S&P. Uh, Robo-advisor portfolios also has quite significant exposure to S&P. So, yeah, I, I would say it's mostly in, in U.S. indices. Okay, so why invest in the U.S. indices and what, do the t- what are the taxes involved and has that held you back? I think the U.S. index, you can't ignore it, right? Because it's 60% of the global market. And a lot of their companies are international, like Apple, Google, Microsoft. So I like it because they have a lot of growth companies like that, like the tech sector. A lot comes from the U.S. 
And as for taxes, there are some withholding taxes. So when they pay dividends, you do have to pay uh, you know, 30% on, on that. So uh, there are ways to mitigate that, of course. You can buy, buy it from the UK exchange or you can buy it through, I guess, robo-advisors. They, they tend to help you to uh, navigate some of the tax situation as well. Okay, so do you use a robo-advisor? Yeah, I have significant exposure in um, robo-advisors. Mostly because I also want to review it for my audience. So I, I, I buy them through robo-advisors just to have a feel of uh, what the interface is like, how, how their performances are, yeah, okay. things like that. So somebody listening in thinking, listen, I too want to invest in the S&P 500. Uh, I want to bank on the US market. How do I get started? What are my options? Do I need a brokerage? How do I invest via Europe if I want to circumvent the tax issues? What do you say? Well, there are a few ways you can do that. So you can use one of the many trading apps now available, right? Or the animal-themed apps. And you can just buy the index directly. Uh, but that tends to be from the US market because I think most of these apps don't have UK uh, exchange. Uh, there are a few trading platforms where you can buy the S&P through the UK exchange. So you have to go and you know maybe Google, do some research on what is the best you know, uh, trading platform for you to do that. Uh, alternatively, I, I guess you can go for robo-advisors. There is a little bit of uh, more of a cost there, but they, you know, they, they give you an advantage in the sense that they help you navigate this kind of tax situations and they also have pre-made portfolios, so you don't really have to think so much about what to invest in. Okay, so um, not a recommendation, but which robo-advisors do you use? Uh, currently with Endowers and Scythe. So do you use your yeah. CPF if you're investing with Endowers uh, to, to buy the S&P 500 ETFs? I actually don't use my CPF to invest because by and large, I've been self-employed for uh, the greater part of my adult life. Yeah, so I don't really have a lot of CPF savings. Right, so you have to have, to have I think, about 20000 in your OA before you can use yeah. the excess to invest uh, through platforms like Endowers. I was just wondering, because Endowers is what people generally use when they want to use their SRS funds to invest. Oh yeah, my SRS funds are through Endowers. Okay. Lots of beginners investors love this show and they'd like to know, what do you use to identify the best stocks to invest in? What works for you? What's your playbook? Well, I, I don't believe in individual stock picking. Yeah. So I, I don't really analyze individual companies and then invest in that. Uh, for me, I, I look at the broader market. I, I try to go for uh, you know, a large diversified fund. So something like S&P, I think is, is great because it has a lot of companies in it. Yeah, so I, I don't really you know, analyze individual So you don't stock pick, you don't go for individual stocks. What are the funds uh, in terms of sectors maybe or areas that are you looking at? Well, uh, again, I also do not look at uh, particular sectors, although I, I'm, I'm quite bullish on the tech sector, which is why I have QQQ, because that is you know, more exposed to the tech sector. Any bonds in the portfolio? Bonds would be more of Singapore-based, like Singapore savings bonds, uh, just for... Um, short-term, you know, emergency savings. But aside from that, no. Currently, I, I think I can have a 100% equity portfolio because uh, retirement is still quite far away for me, right? So I think I can have mostly everything in uh, equities. So you started your channel, you say, a couple of years ago in your 30s. Are you, you're still in your 30s then? Yeah. Okay, that's 35. why retirement is far away. When did you start investing? Uh, I would say late 20s, so maybe six, seven years ago. Late 20s. Yeah. Okay. Any lessons you wish you learned earlier about investing? Well, that's a very big question. Um, I, I guess 
what I found really useful was that the that, that investing actually requires you to put aside money every month automatically into investing rather than uh, make ad hoc decisions on, oh, the market looks good now, let me invest more, or the market looks scary now, let me stay out of the market. I, I realized that actually being invested consistently uh, is what helps your portfolio grow, right? Because on market downturns, you actually buy uh, at cheaper prices and... Yeah, and, and you don't time the market because you, you tend to let life take over, right? You are busy this, this month and therefore you don't invest or you let emotions take the better of you and, and, and not invest when actually it should be time to invest. Yeah. So the diligent DCA approach, dollar cost averaging approach to investing is something that you yes. wish you knew earlier. Correct, correct. Okay, have you always been a diligent saver? Uh, I think I tend to be more frugal. Uh, I tend to save a lot more than I spend. So yeah. I, I am a saver. You are a spender. saver. Okay, so now you're employed yeah. with Provident. How much of your salary do you think you save per month? Uh, of my Provident salary or my oh, entire of income? E- of everything. <laughs> I don't everything. know what else I think, you do. Uh, it, I think I, I don't spend any more than 15% of my total income. You don't spend more than yeah. 15%? Yeah, correct. Wow. You get the gold medal for savers that I've spoken to in recent times. That's amazing. Yeah, because it helps I have multiple jobs. Now. So Provident is one of my jobs and I have my YouTube, you know, my online content creation thing. Also, I still teach every Saturday. Uh, what do you or, teach? You know, I still tutor. Mathematics. Ah, okay. And so yeah. being a YouTube creator pays. I know lots of people are listening in who want to be content creators and this is the mm-hmm. money question for them. Can you make money off your channel? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely. In fact, I think that is my highest paying job at the moment. Yeah, but of course, the, the start was not easy. Uh, I think yeah, the, the hurdle is getting past the start where you practically earn nothing. So do you get paid per viewer or do you get paid for the advertising that you have on your channel? How does it work? Right, we are paid uh, in a few ways. So one, as you mentioned, right, we are paid per view. So once you reach uh, a thousand subscribers on YouTube and you have a certain number of watch hours, uh, you can monetize your channel through ads. So uh, every thousand viewers will translate to five to ten dollars of of ad revenue. Uh, that that's uh, advertising. And then you also have uh, affiliate fees. So let's say you have a particular credit card you want to recommend, yeah, and someone signs up through your link, you also get uh, you know a cut from the yeah you get you get an affiliate fee from that. I have over a so, thousand subscribers. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not doing the right thing. I should stop <laughs> saying no. Yeah, to you should monetize your channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you have sponsored posts as well. So every now and then, uh, you know, maybe a bank or you know a pro- product provider they will come to to us and say, okay, uh, you know, do a sponsored piece for us, and and they'll uh-huh. pay us as well. Okay, just yeah. disclaimer: we're going to talk about credit cards, and this is not a sponsored view, right? Seth, what you're going to share no, with not. us? <laughs> I want to talk to you. I, about- I wish I was paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's entirely free. Okay, no no sponsorship. When we talk about credit cards, everybody wants a mild card now because revenge travel is well and truly upon us. And in mm. fact, yesterday I was just at a panel and we were discussing travel and how in terms of big travel trends, what's changed is more people want to tick off their bucket list because they realize life is short, right? So many people want to make the most uh, of their, their miles, Credit card spends. What's the most efficient way to do that? Right. Uh, I think you have to pick cards that give you a higher earn rate, obviously, right? So there are cards that now give you four miles per dollar or even six miles per dollar that you spend, 
Right, so I, I noticed that a lot of people still use cards that give them 1.2, 1.3 miles per dollar. And that, that is obviously going to be very slow, right? Because four miles, it's mathematically, is you know, three times faster. Yeah, so you should use cards that, are, that give you higher miles per dollar spent. Uh, the second thing is you should also uh, consider buying miles. So there are actually services that essentially let you buy miles by paying a fee. So there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of bills that we cannot pay using credit cards typically, like things like income tax, uh, even our home mortgage, right? So, so there are actually cards that allow, uh, services that allows you to use your credit card to pay for such bills and you get miles from that. But of course, you have to pay the service a fee in return. Name these services. I'd like to know. Right. Uh, I think there are three services in the market right now. Is, uh, oh, no, actually, more than three. So Cardup. Cardup is one. Uh, I pay my, right? Citibank has its own city pay all. And I think there's one called Rent Hero. So as the name suggests, I think Rent Hero is more focused on paying your rent payments using... So you cost. use these third-party uh, platforms to make payments through your card so that you can still get miles on payments that your card would not give you direct miles on? Is that basically... Yes, correct. correct. And you pay a small fee? Correct, correct. Okay. You know, sometimes you browse through the internet and you see lots of places where they advertise you can buy miles. What do you think of those? Oh, there are uh, sites that actually sell miles directly, but those are actually not... Um, not allowed by the frequent flyer program terms and conditions. So if you have been found by your airline to be buying miles from such websites, you, you could have your entire uh, frequent flyer program account suspended. Hey, yeah, so I wouldn't know. recommend that. Okay. Yeah. But Kada, MyPayMy, these services, those are legitimate uh, services that allow you to use your credit card to pay for services and then you get the miles from your card. So that, that is allowed by the airline. Personal Finance Hacks today with my guest. He's a popular face on YouTube, Seth Wee. His channel is, what's it again? Sethify? Satisfy Personal Finance. Satisfy. But yeah. spelt with, so with pun, your name. It's S-E-T-H, a name. right? Yeah. Satisfy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay, any particular banks or cards that you think those of us who are in the miles game need to pay attention to? Well, I think they all have different users, right? Different cards have different users or di- different people. But I would say that the stronger cards right now come from UOB. Not, not sponsored, but UOB, they have a six more per dollar card, which is the UOB ladies card, right? For the longest time, it was exclusive to the ladies. And I think after much noise and complaints from the, from the male audience, they, they have decided to extend it to, to uh, guys as well. So now guys can apply as well. You want to clarify yeah. the six miles per dollar is on certain categories that you have to opt in for, right? Yeah, correct. So you'll be ladies card. You have to choose certain categories uh, such as dining, uh, travel, uh, entertainment, things like that. And then you will get six miles per dollar within that category of expenses. Yeah. And, and UOB has another card called UOB Preferred Platinum Visa, which gives you four miles per dollar on, on anywhere you can pay with, with. So that's practically most places, right? Thing, uh, What's the name of that card again? Place that doesn't accept contactless. Preferred Platinum Visa. Okay. Yeah, so that gives you four miles per dollar anywhere you can uh, Apple Pay with or Google Pay with. So you add it to your phone, you use it anywhere that, that accepts contactless payment, you get your four miles per dollar. Okay, so when I, whenever I hear words like preferred and platinum for credit cards, I think of the segment of the audience that's wondering if I don't have the required salary to get a credit card, what can I do if I want to be in on the miles game? Oh, uh, these are all uh, 30K annual income cards. 
Yeah, so I mean, now a lot of platinum cards are all actually entry level cards, right? So they, they are no longer exclusive to the high end, you know, higher net worth. Interesting. All right. You say you wear many hats. You're still working very, very hard in spite of being a YouTube success. I'm a, I'm a client advisor at Provident. So I advise clients on uh, reaching their retirement goals, uh, helping, helping them manage their investment portfolios. Okay. So what do you think is the biggest takeaway that you've learned about money so far from this role? Oh, I think the biggest takeaway would be that money actually doesn't solve every problem. I think it's a cliche, right? But I, I realize that uh, sometimes I speak to some of my clients who, who have a lot of uh, resources that money actually doesn't solve everything in life. And yeah, it's actually uh, a means to an end rather than an end itself. Mm-mm. How do you manage uh, so holding down a, a job at Provident and being an influencer? I mean, has it got to a stage where you need help with the graphics and the design and all the editing? Or do you do that yourself? Yeah, I still do most things myself, although I've been considering outsourcing some of those things to maybe a freelancer. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, what I've done is I have actually reduced my teaching hours. I used to teach almost every day, but now it's only on Saturdays. Yeah. Dedicated teacher. Still doing it because <laughs> yeah, you love, I mean, love the students, love the actual teaching. I think to some extent, I, I still like teaching students. Um, and I think uh, another part is because you now I've taken the obligation to teach them at the start of the year and therefore I should see it through the academic year for them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I understand that completely. Seth Wee is my guest. He is a very popular YouTuber behind the channel Sethify, where he shares his personal finance tips and all things to do with money. Uh, you're on the YouTube Creators for Impact program. It was launched in partnership with MHA, the Ministry of Home Affairs and Ministry of Communications and Information to develop content around raising greater awareness on scam prevention. What were your reasons for joining the YouTube Creators for Impact program? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting uh, opportunity to socialize and make friends with other people in the YouTube space. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience, I think, to, to find other YouTubers in other niche, you know, like uh, lifestyle, travel, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a nice sh- experience. I, yeah, it's networking, right? Like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sort of content have you m- created under this you know, part of YouTube, the Creators for Impact program? Right, so uh, the theme was about on uh, about scams. So they had us make a video on the dangers of scams and what to look out for. So I made a video on some of the popular types of scams happening now in Singapore. Can you can you give us an also, idea of what what we should be looking out for? Oh, I think the first and most popular would be impersonation scam, right? You know, when someone calls you pretending to be a friend and then asking you to travel, uh, transfer some amount of money to them. Yeah, that that's actually that's very still free, going uh, around. Um, yeah, yeah, it's still it's still wow. happening. That's old. And another would be investment scam, I guess. It's, it's pretty similar to impersonation scam. Usually, it's a combination of multiple types, is it? So, someone pretends to be your friend and they ask for money, or they could pretend to have an investment opportunity for you, and then you uh, invest. And for the first few deposits, you actually get your money back, right? But subsequently, they will actually ask for bigger amounts, and yeah, they will... They will you know, yeah. you'll never hear from them again. Don't try to out-scam the scammer uh, for that yeah. first page. And, uh, and, and one more, yeah, one more which was quite scary was the job scam. I, I saw, I think, CNA uh, featured someone who actually took a job opportunity. Uh, the first few months were normal. 
And then subsequently, he was posted overseas. And that's when they actually kidnapped the person, uh, you know, forced him to be a, a scammer by calling people from his country. So, yeah, so th- that was actually quite scary, I thought. Did that make it to your video? Oh, yeah, I talked about it in my yeah, video. That, that is scary. All right, yeah. we've got about 40 seconds on the clock. What do you say to other people out there who want to make money on YouTube and become an influencer? Well, I think you need to find your niche, right? Find something that you're interested in. And then you need to be prepared that for the first few months or even it could be years that you uh, will not earn anything from it uh, until you build a sizable audience. Fantastic. Yeah, well, say but, hi to Christopher yeah. for me. Well, yeah, sure. I always say if I had a zillion dollars, I would give it all to Christopher. Uh, Christopher Tan from Provident. And it's been a great pleasure meeting you, Seth. Congratulations on the success of your channel, Sethify. My guest today on Money and Me, Seth We, I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks very much, Seth. Thanks. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.